Hi everyone, welcome to Talk About Life uh, on YouTube, podcast, Instagram, and Facebook now. Um, I'd like to welcome my very special guest here from the US, Elliot, and he's going to tell you a little bit about himself and his life story. And today's topic is my comeback story. He's going to, show, he's going to share with us um, the story about his parents. And you know that um, I, I love people to share about stories about real people, real lives, the pains, the gains, the ups and the downs, the challenges, the success, the successes, things that really mark the milestones of their lives. And and we're going to hear a little bit um, of uh, Elliot's uh, family story and including himself in the next uh, 40 minutes or so. Um, and, and of course, um, it, it's, it's just not sufficient to tell a good story. You know, we don't give justice to a life um, in a few minutes. And, and I would like um, all the listeners and all the viewers know that you know, whatever goes out to every word, a huge 500-page story could be written. Almost like an encyclopedia. It's never going to end. But I think it's always a good endeavor for us, um, Elliot and myself now, to start an endeavor of documenting our lives for perpetuity um, in the digital world because it's going to go on forever. And uh, his family and his uh, children is going to watch and listen um, and then they're going to like promote this among their families. You know, it's just a start of an endeavor, right? And then they're going to do more of these YouTube videos and document their lives. I hope this will be a start of, of a long thing that, you know, people can just do it. You know, I, I would always think that, you know, my grandparents have passed on and I don't know a lot of them. Uh, I've never met my grandparents, uh, I should say my grand dads, my grandfathers on both sides, like my, my dad's side and my mom's side. I've never met them before and I've never even seen their pictures. Oh. Uh, and for them to have like lived a legacy through us now, I mean, it's a pity that we don't even know them or have any of their, their, their pictures. But I do know that um, their stories must have been deep um, and it, it has gone and shut down in the graves and in ashes and um, you know, dust underground, um, nine feet under. But you know, um, if we could do a better job now with technology, which we should, we should all start documenting our lives. Uh, don't you think, Elliot? Introduce ourselves to the world here and tell us about you. Well, it's an to be on your podcast. So, you think he's, I'm, I'm just so feel so blessed because it goes back to what I like to preach to as well. Everybody has a story, right? Everybody has a story to share. And every everybody's story should be heard. And I just love what you're doing, and you're uh, uh, giving people an opportunity to document this, like you said. And it doesn't have to be written anymore. And right? it could be in this video format. It could be uh, across the video like this. And you and yeah, I are. It could across. even he could just even be a WhatsApp voice. Yeah. <laughs> And you and I are like halfway across the world from each other. Like, ama how amazing is that? That yeah, our technology yeah. nowadays yeah. is so advanced. Yeah. Well, I just want to say, um, you know, I, I'm honored to be on the show with you. And I am Elliot Vang. I am from Minneapolis, Minnesota, in the U.S. Right. So yeah. it's in the U.S. Uh, for me. Um, and I, I am Mung. So just spell H M O N G. And um, my parents are born in Laos. And you know, had nine kids, so it's just a, a big family, right? <laughs> but not kind of kind of typical for that during that time. Like nowadays, I wouldn't have nine kids myself, right? That just like blows my mind to be able to take care of nine kids. 
Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Elliot, and I'd like to welcome you um, uh, for coming to Singapore virtually now. You're transporting yourself yeah. spiritually and virtually to Singapore. And uh, for the viewers and the listeners who are new to um, this part of the world, um, you know, Singapore, it's a beautiful city-state. Um, we've built the country from scratch. And you know, I would, and just like me telling uh, Elliot, you know, this is this is what people should be doing. Um, you know, uh, uh, just start uh, writing down uh, virtually, <laughs> writing in inverted commas, yeah. documenting your life story. And 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 I I love the stories of um, people. Um, you know, especially like you know, I I hear when you write to me, um, which you're gonna share. A little bit in the next uh, 40 minutes or so with the listeners and the viewers about your family um, you know this is something that i think it's it can be emotionally it could be deep but you know you're just going to talk about it but you know it, there's so much that packs into a life mm -hmm. there's so much that goes on to every minute and every second um, of a life um, you know the depth and the breadth the height um, you know everything so you know um, and, and I think your parents and your family uh, would be proud of you to start um, this journey about you know talking about their lives and sharing it with the rest of the world and, I, and, and I'm sure that you will be rewarded richly um, you know by God for you know showing your kind of appreciation for what they have gone through and, and I think this is something that this millennium, um, us, especially in this pandemic, I think we give thanks to life, uh, don't we, Elliot? Mm -hmm. Very much so. Yes, yes. Yeah. Tell us, tell us about uh, your motivation uh, in wanting to do this, and then you can start telling uh, your story about you know uh, where you want to start. The the floor is yours. Well, it goes back to what you mentioned and what I talked a little bit about, you know, everybody has a story and everybody has a perspective and that needs to be shared, right? And sometimes people put themselves down or say, oh, my story is not worthy of yeah, being told. Exactly. My story is not uh, some glamorous Hollywood made oh, movie. Oh, I'm just an ordinary person. <laughs> yes, exactly, right? But it's like, no. But we are all you... ordinary person, right? <laughs> yes. We all started somewhere and you have yeah. such, everybody has such a great story, great perspective yeah. to be told. Yeah. Yeah. There's 7.8, 7.9 billion people in this world and there's only one of you, right? There's only one of us yeah. and and everybody has a different perspective and that yeah. needs to be told and that needs to be out, put out there yeah. and everybody's yeah. story should be heard. So yeah. I'm glad that you're offering this platform for that opportunity. Yeah, and uh, just a bit uh, of uh, alert to our listeners and the viewers, um, um, the way I see it is that you are very loving, uh, very, very loving, um, you know, husband, um, and you are a certified high performance coach, and you help to guide people to discover new beliefs and habits so that they can show up to their truest self. And I love the word about showing up. You know, a lot of people don't show up. And yeah. People do not choose themselves, which is which is quite sad. Mm -hmm. And um, and I like the way that you talked about um, your dad. Um, maybe we can start from there. Um, you know, you you told you told me that um, your dad um, came to the U.S. Um, uh, from a very difficult place where you come from uh, in a war zone. Um, you know, and, and people like us in, in your era and my era and in this modern world, 
to, to except for the Iraq war and some of these wars being fought mm-hmm. some places, it's really hard for us to envision and imagine that you know a family, you know, or or, or now we're yeah. talking about your dad being yeah. in that place at that time in that yeah. era. We're talking about an era that is like long gone. It was history. You know, it's so hard for us to imagine. So um, maybe you would like to tell us about. Uh, your dad and what are these nuggets of memories and I believe these are stories being told to you by someone in your family yes. you wouldn't have a film right and neither would you have a lot of photos diaries so it must have been told to you story um, word by word uh, by someone tell us these nuggets of memories uh, that you have about your dad and, and the times that uh, he was then Yeah, right. So, you know, my my dad passed away now when I when I was younger and on the passing on the 25th anniversary of his passing, my siblings and I said, "Hey, we don't know much about our dad or we don't we don't, we've only heard from stories and let's go reach out to our aunts, our uncles, yeah. our grandmas and record them like what you said, right? Record them on video of sharing their explicit stories of my dad that they they shared and experienced with him." So that was a great project that we did. Wow. Um, going back, you know, my parents escaped a war-torn country in 1978 and came to the U.S. And, um, you know, my dad was the breadwinner. My dad was the one who was working. My mom was a homemaker. And here my dad started, came to the U.S. And yes, the U.S. is land of opportunities and freedom. And my dad somehow, some way, crowdfunded and was able to gather enough funds to start his own business right okay before we go like so fast forward sure. he, i'm going to youtube rewind a little bit slower i mean they it must have been so difficult for them to make that journey and we must not forget the difficulties that they have gone through i mean for them to leave a war-torn place and it must have been so difficult for them to like really just Um, want to pull themselves out and go through a very difficult journey um, and then in search of hope right mm-hmm. and, and we must not forget that that must have been a difficult time have you heard anything about that phase that they yeah very needed? much so um because as, as that during that era during that time people would have little kids and little kids right toddlers infants wouldn't know how when to be quiet and be loud and you know i would hear stories about Um, those kids being fed opium, those kids being fed alcohol so that they could sleep and, and be quiet. But a good number of them died from it because it wasn't known how much or what the amount to give to those little ones just so they could be quiet. And it was like people that moms or parents that didn't want to give those were uh, excluded from the group and say, hey, you can't be with us. And because your child's gonna be too loud, your child's gonna give us away. We're trying to escape here. We're trying to be quiet. We're, tr- we're trying to be on a down low, but you can't either you give this to your child so they be quiet or you be on your own. And those are the stories I heard and they just broke my heart. Like, oh my gosh, how, how do you as a parent make that decision? Um, you know, this is not good for them. This is This may possibly kill them and lead to death but you're stuck like do i give it do i not give it i want to be part of the group i can't go on my own i can't navigate these jungles in this forest by myself right so those are the kind of stories i heard i was like 
oh my gosh, that's I wouldn't even know what to do in that in that situation myself. Wow. So um, I'm not gonna go into too deep because it can be really emotional. But you know, eventually they made it out of um, the country. Then um, uh, they landed in a, a, a safe zone um, mm-hmm. away from the war. And it must have been difficult. And you know, even for 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 one of my series here about uh, migration and integration, even I'm just really telling you, Elliot. Even in these times, migrating and integrating is a huge thing, and it's difficult for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but can you imagine in those times, and that your dad and your mom brought you and your siblings, and I, I should say, salute is like they are the heroes, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, just going to a new country, new setting, new language, you know nothing about, you've only heard bits and pieces about that country, right? Just imagine us during this time, technology is so advanced, we have the capabilities of Google Translate, right? How hard will it even be for us if we were put into a whole different environment with a new language, different language? Without a Google map. Yeah, how stuck we would be, right? So just imagine, I was like, I can't even fathom what they were going through their struggle it's it's like they were put in a, a new system and they there were struggles and challenges there yeah and they didn't know a word of english i suppose no no <laughs> my, my dad knew some my mom knew none whatsoever yeah. yeah but you know how 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 tough it is even for now like you know you and i we are in this era of technology going to a new place um, going to a new community, um, that social, going to a new social structure, um, learning the way of life and looking at faces that is so different from you and hearing words of alien. Yes. Um, that's why I always feel that, you know, people who have gone first, they are the heroes of the time. Yeah. 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 And, and tell us now that you go back to that part whereby you say that your dad crowdfunded Mm-hmm. Um, without the crowdfunding source. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can laugh about it now, but you know, there must have been a lot of pain and that my heart goes out to them. I mean, we could talk about it now in a very diplomatic way. We crowdfund, we do a business, but you know, I, I can't imagine um, that era of people um, who left. Yeah. Um, yeah, that era of people, you know, who left and then because they really wanted their children to be safe. Yes. So kudos to that, the era of heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your dad, what happened? What happened? Tell us the story, tell us. Well, it's amazing when I look back at it and see that how my dad and my uncles and the elders, right? How they were able to, they, they, we, they came to the US and back home, back in Laos, it was about farming and, and raising your own crops and stuff. Here you get to the US and it's like, yeah. we're, you don't have that land. Right. So one, they were able to gather enough funds to go buy a piece of land and say, hey, if you put in whatever amount of dollars, you'll get this land. Right. We want to all get our land together so that we call farm in the same area, not you in one area, me in one area, because it's easier for us to carpool, easier for us to lean on each other if we're all in one area. So that was one that they were able to do. Two was my dad and and some of the other uncles were able to gather up enough funds and start their own small business. And I was like, then looking back, I was like, how how did they even do that? Being in the US, not knowing the language and, and just being here, you know, six, seven years and here they are starting their own business. I'm like, wow, just thinking back how uh, 
um, how much of an entrepreneurial mind my dad had. And I was just like amazed by looking back at it. At which age were you? And how many people actually, uh, your siblings? You're about nine people? So there were nine of us. And I have nine, oh, there's nine of us total, but two of the older ones passed away from malnutrition. Um, they died at a young age and I never had the chance to meet them. But hey, I, I say I have, there's a nine of us together because they were, you know, kids of my mom and dad as well. I just never had the chance to meet them. But, yeah. you know, there were seven that, that were here in the U.S. Tell us, it must have been, you know, you, you were doing your own documentation, right? Uh, yes, about yes. About your dad's life in this 25th anniversary. Is there any chapter you would like to share? Anything that's, that kind of sticks out? Well, just, I, in coming from an Asian culture, um, especially the Hmong culture, it's about clans, right? Having your groups, having clans. And my dad was the clan leader uh, of our, our cousins and our relatives, right? Oh, wow. So he was the one who held the group together. He was uh, one of the ones who wanted the key figures to say, hey, let's make, to make those decisions, right? So when you have a big group, somebody has to make a decision regardless if it's good or bad or how it turns out. And my dad was the one who yeah. held our relatives and our group together. And once he passed, and that kind of like died with him. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, a lot of that was lost when he yeah. passed away. Could you bring um, us uh, to, to the viewers and the listeners and also yourself using this as one of your documentation? Could you share uh, any story that you remember vividly about your dad? Give us some instance, some memories of him to bring him, to flash him out, to, to tell us about this this hero um, of the generation. Yeah, what, I, what, how is he like? How, how is he like? What kind of temper temperament does he have? How does he look like in your in your eyes? Um, and what has he said to you or the family? What 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 are these nuggets of real memories that have stuck in with you as a child? He, you know, he passed away when I was eight, so I have you know very little memory of him. You know, pockets of memory of him, uh, but even now when I meet cousins or relatives or aunts and uncles that knew of him or knew him then, would come and cry to me and still feel that pain of his loss even up to this day right it's like people still come and share like oh my gosh every time i see you it brings back memories of your dad and your dad was such a you know my, i've heard stories of my dad being like a very even keel uh very business-like person very business-like approach to things and it's just so amazing to see people still coming up to me or my siblings and saying, oh, I remember when your dad was this and he did this for us. You tell he, us, what, what were some of these words that your uncles and your dad said about your yeah, dad? Yeah, uh, that he was a very humble person, that he would regardless, he, he, he didn't, he didn't just pick you out because you had, you were smart, right? He knew that everybody played a role and then he needed to gather everybody together saying, okay, you, you're, you're inspiring this area, you're, that's where you're gonna be. How about you? You're, you're not as smart in that area, but you could do this. So we're gonna take you along, right? He, he didn't leave anybody out. He was very inclusive and saying, oh, you're one of us. And not saying, oh, what can you offer me? 
you can't offer me anything okay you're out of the group you're you're you don't have anything that you can offer you know my dad was wanting to say no everybody plays a role in this everybody can be a part of this everybody can chip in somehow some way and you know that's what that's what i take from my dad about being you know one being fair right just being yeah. fair and saying you can play a role come on let's go yeah. let's go so those are the types of stories that i hear people sharing me about my dad okay and and because you are eight years old and you see your dad like you know he arrived here i can kind of like imagine he trying to um crop uh crop fund right yeah or with with your uncles to do something and to get a land etc is there something that you remember at that time that he was doing something with that no i don't remember any of that at all i just just hearing stories and looking back at it like how did he do that yeah. how did he even think about doing that how you know how so i i missed out on that piece you know yeah. i was too young at that age yeah. and um, yeah. with me being the middle child is... he spoke to you oh yeah i've had stories tell, you know, tell my... us tell <laughs> us two conversations that he did speak to you tell us two give us two my most vivid memory of my dad is um you know we went grocery shopping and here i was i don't know maybe i five right sitting in the front seat no seat belt kind of thing because it wasn't required then and they didn't know so here i was sitting in the front seat not being strong enough to close the uh passenger door and as my dad is taking a left turn the door swings open and i fall out and my now and, and my dad like ran over my foot right and i was like what just happened and my dad stops runs around, checks on me, everything's okay, just kind of throws me back in the car and just goes on, right? That's like, that's my most vivid memory of my dad that, that, I, that wow. uh, I can remember, yeah. <laughs> Your foot being run over, yeah. do I have a second memory? Um, You know, the, and then the second most vivid memory is the day that he passed, right? I just didn't know what was happening the things that were happening all i knew is that he was involved in a car accident and mm -hmm. he had passed right there are stories of, oh he got ran over oh he got uh hit i was like oh as a kid i can remember having my toy cars and be like oh here's my dad laying on the ground and here's a car that ran him over right i still remember that and that's a story that i heard and then later on i found out no that wasn't any the case right that wasn't what had really happened would you mind um, sharing that a little bit to document or you don't want it's really up to you no i don't mind sharing it at all um you know it's my dad and so this goes back to the farm right so yeah. you know my dad and some of the uncles and cousins yeah. were uh we had cows in the farm and this was middle january so middle january minneapolis is super cold and super snowy and icy but they still needed to go get hay from um, a parse, a place not too far from our farm to be able to get hay to feed the cows, right? And be like, oh, they still need to eat and feed it. Yeah. So then they went to go get that. And um, as my dad and so many uncles and relatives were getting the hay from the barn, they Uh, uh, the, the truck that they used was backing up to the barn, but it was on a slope, right? It's on an incline. Oh. So with, without any traction, they yeah. couldn't go up slow. So my dad was the one behind the truck, like Maybe waving and giving that. direction. 
and saying, oh, back up more, back up more. And then, and then yeah, yeah. I, know, I think we get, we get the point. Okay, <laughs> yeah. sure. Um, really, because I think, because I also want this as a gift for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, um, you know, something that you could document for, for your children. But, you know, um, I would like to share because you have been generous in sharing. So I would, I have to share with you about my dad. Okay. Uh, my dad passed on when I was about seven, eight, the same. But he, he actually passed on uh, with liver cancer because it was such a, and of course you, you wouldn't know what's the real cause yeah. of it. Yeah. But, you know, he was such a, heavy drinker and a smoker and you would think that um, that's the source of it and that's what the doctors say claim I mean you really can't tell right after many years of you know but you, I think I can I hear you I have very little memory of my dad that's why I really wanted you to document it mm. because it's so little that's why it's worthwhile to document it and I and I have very little memory of my dad and I do and because I, I really appreciate you sharing this and and, and, and I would like to share this uh, with you um, in appreciation my short appreciation for you and for the viewers um, you know people who have got their loved ones passed on you're not alone um, you know my the only memory the I think there are two memories that stand out two mm -hmm. like what i told you <laughs> yeah i'm very good with numbers like <laughs> i got one two three that's all i know and that's all i can count i'm very good with math yeah. like i just know one two three <laughs> so i remember this um you know um just a couple um a, a little bit of time before he 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 he, he passed off we had to um you know uh he, he we wanted to go to the temple I'm a born again. I'm a born again Christian now, but at that time, um, you know, my family was still Buddhist. Uh, my sister still is, um, but but it's fine with us because we're mm -hmm. in Singapore. We respect all kinds of faith. Mm -hmm. So uh, I remember um, a family going to the temple, and you know, um, you are young, and of course, you don't you don't really kind of figure out what that kind of means but when you look back and now that you say it and it kind of brings me back to my memory um can you imagine that when people really call out to faith um i could feel that that they were really um i, I don't know I, I i can't speak for sure but i could imagine in a logical sense that um they were praying for hope mm -hmm. right um they were praying for hope um, you know, I can remember that um, because he couldn't walk that far and I was uh, and th it was those times in Singapore um, where we still had the big shore, um, you know, I, I was seated with him because I was the youngest and I was the smallest and he could fit behind a, a big shore. Yeah. That was the only time I could, uh, I have and that was the closest memory, the physically closest, uh, 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 to be physically close to him. And that's the only memory about being physically close to him uh, when I was young. All right. I also have a second memory um, that um, I remember him the day before he was going to the hospital, you know, the day that before he passed off because he, he oh, and of course the thing is that we didn't know anything. Um, yeah. Sometimes you, you, 
I mean, it's just I, I, I'm, 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 I'm a Christian. Um, I read a lot of the Bible, but you know, there's one word that sticks out. Um, sometimes um, uh, this phrase just sticks out. You know, sometimes uh, the unexpected comes like a thief in the night. Um, you know, you don't know. Um, I think in a logical sense, when you're grown up, when you're anticipating something, you can kind of think that okay, this is coming, this is coming. Um, you know, meaning that uh, he's not the person, right? He's not going to live forever. He's going to live uh, in in a very expected um, time frame. He will go right in in our logical mind. Now yeah. we know. Yeah. But of course, at that time. Um, I was young. I didn't know. And plus, sometimes even though you know, when it comes, it really hits you, yeah. right? So the day before he he was admitted to the hospital, um, and then of course thereafter, um, he went home to the Lord. Um, uh, um, he he you know he wanted to to take he wanted to have this cur- curry, uh, curry fish curry. Okay. Yeah, which the doctor said no. <laughs> and of course, I, I remember my mom said, "No, no, 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 no." But you know, he says that you know, like I'm gonna die anyway. Let me have it, you know. And then we took the cab and we went there. And I was really, really young then. I think about seven or eight. So that was the closest memory that I ever had. So I, I want to thank you for sharing. And 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 the thing is, that you're sharing, sharing. Um, I, I think um, uh, uh, gave me some of my, uh, you know. Gave me back, brought me back some mm. some of my memories to me, and, and I think the viewers and the listeners, and, and know this energy that we're sending out. And can you imagine, Elliot? Um, it's huge. We're yes. talking about a life. We're talking yes. about a life. We're talking about they ever walked on this earth. And for me to talk about your dad, um, and let's give him a big round of applause. Come on, this is a yes. hero. Yes, very much so. Yeah, yeah, yes. he is a hero, and, and the way you tell me that the way I interpret his life, um, I don't know much about life. Um, we don't know until we go up to the heaven to look down. But you know, he's the real hero. Um, and for him to come to the U.S. and after ten years, um, this happened. It's like the candle that burnt for all of you. Mm-hmm. The light that burned for all of you. Mm-hmm. So that makes it even much more um, uh, heroic, and much more poignant, and much more significant, and much more worthwhile for all of you to remember him. So um, tell us about your mom. How did she hold up herself? Yeah, it was a it was a true struggle for her because this was sudden, and my dad's death was sudden and tragic and. You know, instant. It wasn't um, slow and gradual where we were able to say our goodbyes and stuff and left my mom. My mom was still young, right? She had the opportunity to get remarried. She had the opportunity to um, continue on with her life. But I have a greater appreciation of it now and looking back at it. But she, you know, decided not to move on and get married because she had heard stories of. A, a stepfather, a stepdad coming into the picture and changing the dynamics of the family. Wow. So she didn't want to have that upon her seven kids. So, you know, looking back at it, you know, it was later on when I asked, I was like, Mom, how come you never did this act? She, she, she told me those things, right? She's like, yeah, because I didn't and want those she, to happen. She's such an honorable Asian woman, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's give her a round of applause, <laughs> And I just, I, I, she, she is my hero. Because wow. 
Yeah. She, she's still she's still around. You you still live with her? No, my mom has passed as well. She passed away like eight eight years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. From health complications, but she she was my hero because yeah. Here she yeah. was. She, she she probably had like a second grade equivalency reading level. And here she was raising seven kids on her own, playing role of mother, role of father, and raising these kids of hers to be, to say, hey, just, I just, I want you to go get your education so that you could live a more prosperous life, life than I had. I want more for you. I want you to be able to just uh, be comfortable and be successful in whatever way that you uh, term that deem, redeem, deem them to be, right? And, you know, she, is my hero and you know she's like the most influential person um, in my life and you know I envy all of that she has put into her kids to make that sacrifice to put her kids on um, a pedestal you know but growing up I didn't appreciate that I was like Oh my gosh, my mom doesn't know it. She has a secondary reading level. Here I am. I'm I'm going to school. I am way smarter. I know way much more than her. But then not not knowing that oh my mom has way more wisdom than than I do because <laughs> she's experienced yeah. so much yeah. in her life. Can you imagine the amount of grit? Totally. That, that, I mean, it's like it. totally right. Just to battle through that and and again. Not wow. knowing the language, not wow. knowing the culture. Yes, totally. I, 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 like, I yes. let's let's give all mothers a round of applause, especially yours. Oh, yours. And, yeah. and that's wow. that's giving me a greater appreciation for moms, right? Here in the U.S., that's I, I always looked. I was like, why is Mother's Day so celebrated as compared to Father's Day? Father's Day is <laughs> celebrated too, but Mother's Day is like you go all out for Mother's Day, and now yeah. you know, yeah. see, I mean, having that, and then now having kids of my own as well. I'm like, oh. Okay, there's a reason why yeah. mothers are yeah, so celebrated. Exactly. And and she being widowed. I mean my mom was widowed too. So, you know, I can I can kind of like feel for her and feel for where you coming where you come from. Like, you know, she can you imagine a single mom living in that era with very little good education and not worldly at that time. And raising kids on top of all of this compounded into one, and yeah. then making sure all of you have better lives and education. Mm -hmm. How can she plow through that amount of the mountainous amount of challenges? It's something that we can't imagine in these times, right? No, yeah. You, you know, can can you share? Can you share how she is as a person to you? What are the adjectives? Um, you will talk to her, uh, you will describe her, and tell us like two memories of her. Um, you know, she was a very stubborn and very strict person, right? Growing up, I was like, why is my mom always a Tiger mom. <laughs> She's the first generation of the tiger mom. But looking back at it, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I, I see why, right? Because we grew up in poverty. We grew up in the projects, you know, we didn't have money. Um, you know, around us was drugs and gangs and all of this other stuff yeah. that I could have gone down. It's, yeah, you know, one or two down. other decisions. Yeah. I would have went down that road, either locked up or dead or any of that. And, yeah. you know, just seeing why my mom was so hard on me was for that reason. Like, no, she didn't want me to go down that road. She didn't want wow. me to have that life. She wanted me Such to, a hero. to go towards education and hey, have a better life. 
right? So, uh, you know, just looking back at that, I just have a great appreciation for that now. Like then I was like, no, why is my mom always on my back? <laughs> how did, did, in your memory, how did she juggle? Like, I believe she must have been working maybe in the farm also, plus doing other stuff and also like taking care of you guys. Um, you know, how did she actually um, manage that? Could you describe what are the memories you have of her juggling all this? My mom didn't really work. So her gardening piece was just more for um, for uh, crops to eat at home, right? So it was put upon my, I had two older siblings, an older sister and an older brother who went out and got jobs and helped supported the family financially that way. Um, so my mom didn't go out and get jobs. She was more of the homemaker, making sure that everything at home was uh, held in place and held together. Um, so, you know, we, uh, the seven of us, we were spread out pretty evenly and, you know, the older ones took it upon themselves and their responsibility and saying, oh, since dad is not here, we have to go out and work and make some kind of income to help support the uh, family. Wow. Um, do you have like two memories of your mom? Either she was talking to you. What are the wise words that kind of like imprinted on you and have influenced you as you grow up? Um, number one was it was later on in my life and I had a conversation with her and you know sharing a little bit about uh, what I talked about earlier it was you know sat down with my mom and said mom how come you never did take that chance to go remarry uh, why did why didn't you you were young you were beautiful you could have done that she just told me I, I didn't want to do that and bring somebody else into this family and break it up or have some kind of abuse going on. And I took that upon so oh my gosh, my mom is so thoughtful and so generous of um, making a self-sacrifice and saying, now it's just seeking out my self needs, my personal needs. I have to look out for the bigger picture of uh, my seven kids and make sure that they're put in an environment for them to succeed or for them to excel at whatever they do. Salute. Yeah. Yes, very much so. Like, congrats to her for yeah. that. Yeah. And, and I, I honor also, her for that. It, yeah, is there another memory of her besides that um, conversation you had with her? Is there any other memory that kind of sticks out? <clears throat> yeah, um, you know, going. going okay. back to okay i think we should pause a little bit <laughs> i would like i want i want to share with you too um you know my mom passed on like um my mom has gone home to the lord uh five years ago so this is her fifth anniversary um in october and i um published my book um in memory of her um so it's actually available in uh, amazon okay a bit of promoting my book <laughs> plugging my book on amazon no, but I don't do it for money. I, I don't expect yes. to write anything for money. Um, mm -hmm. You know, um, I, I think it was uh, especially um, she having such a huge influence on me is because your years of growing up, your years of knowing and understanding the world, she was there. She, she was there when you start growing up as opposed to you and your dad because you were too young. You were like a toddler. So there's very little memory um, of you and very little... Um, conscious impact that your dad have on you that you could remember consciously I, mean, I, I suppose unconsciously he must have got a great impact I mean your dad and your mom are similar your dad he's such a leader right I mean mm -hmm. he's like the one that so. held on 
to the whole clan and he was the one who says that you do this you do this you do this you know and he was the all-inclusive person and yes. your mom was the one that he would help family together being a woman at those times um i, I can't imagine and, and you're right and and um you being emotional about this i can exactly know where you come from because it could be emotional for me even as i speak about my mom and i said yeah and i can't even read my book that i published okay <laughs> i couldn't even edit it this was like okay i, I wrote it in my whatsapp we call yeah. the grammatical errors i call it the new malayan language to get published <laughs> so you know i couldn't i couldn't even edit i couldn't even read it and even now i've got like 20 books right on my table i can't even flip Because mm. it, it it as deep as that. I mean, if we have that respect and that that appreciation of their life, yes, it's gonna be with you forever because it's so immense, the immensity of that weight, of their generosity of giving. It's just beyond words. It's just beyond words. It's just beyond saying thank you. Right. Yes. It's just really beyond like this sharing that we have. Um, it doesn't give justice, um, at all. Um, so what they've done, um, you know, um, and, and I and I and I feel for you, and, and I feel for 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 your memory about uh, your parents, and I think I think a lot of a lot of us have sometimes. I'm not sure if you struggle with that, Elliot. I just want to ask you, you know, because you you love her, and she's like your hero, and she's got such a huge influence and impact on your life, and she's she's the one that helped everyone together, and you mm-hmm. can. Get to appreciate her effort more as you go older. Like the amount of pain and grit she must have gone through, right? Being alone, yes. Um, unspoken, the kind of unspoken um, grit. Yeah. Just grinding through every day. Um, you know, I I want to ask you. Um, um, is there something about you that you you felt that? Um, you took on your mom and your dad's influences consciously or unconsciously. Now that you're looking back, that they kind of like um, exist in you. Yeah, um, you know a little bit for both, right? I I'm one to always be fair, and I'm one to always be inclusive, and I want to make sure everybody has a voice and everybody's heard and everybody's seen. And you know that was something that I took from my dad and not. Not knowing, right? I don't have many memories of my dad, but you know, just hearing from other people is like, oh, your dad did that. I was like, oh my gosh, I do that too, but I don't do that consciously, saying, oh, I'm gonna do it because my dad did it. I just do it because that's what um, I have in me, and I just I've been inclusive and fair and say, hey, I want I want you to be part of this. I want you to be part of this. Let's 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 get together. Let's let's do this together. Let's put our minds together. Yeah. Um, and then going back to what you asked earlier about sharing a story about my mom is. You know, my mom is always one to say, "Hey, I like you." Like I mentioned earlier, she's the glue of the family, and she's like, "My dream one day is to have all my kids living together under one roof." And I was like, "Mom, that's not possible because we're just gonna have their own families, their spouses. It's not gonna work." She's like, "Okay, so what's gonna happen is we'll have a live under one roof, and you each will have your own wing, right? So you live wow. in the West Wing, oh, South Wing. It's like home. we're all gonna, yeah." And then it's like Kardashian. <laughs> so that was her like dream because she always she wanted her all her kids yeah. to be together in one place under one roof, and that was the way she knew it to work. And, and you know, then going back to the the day before she passed, right? It was like she 
all of us were under one roof and she had that one moment that was happy and it was amazing because she was out dancing she doesn't dance she doesn't go on the dance floor we were at a wedding she was on the dance floor she was out enjoying life and i was like wow i didn't think that like it would take so much it would be like pulling teeth to get her just on the dance floor to move but she was dancing and moving and i was so in all of that but then not knowing like the the next the following day was you know, that, that was the day that she passed. And I was like, oh, she had her one moment of her kids being under one roof, enjoying life. And that was, that was, she knew it was her time and that was her one moment. And then, you know, she went uh, the following day, she she passed the following day. And and I think in, in um, it, it's almost like, you know, if I were to see it big figuratively, that was the final moment, like, you know, before the lights are out. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she had the final of the, she's gone through the bucket list, like I've done this. Yes, yes. So this is the final one. I think um, I, I can I can know there's one um, uh, uh, saying that we have uh, in Singapore, um, but you know, in dialect, but it really means that um, uh, you will live without regret. So she felt mm-hmm. that hey, I've got no regrets. It's time Correct. for me to to go, and and I'm happy that I've discharged all my responsibilities and my roles. I am. I I, I think I. She's almost like saying that I I can give myself the pat on the back, and I can mm-hmm. kind of relieve myself uh, from this responsibility. I just need a break. So yes. you know, um, Elliot, you don't have to be sad and I can see that in your eyes and I know that there are certain moments um, you are still very emotional about that and I still and I can feel it and I can feel for you you know um, thank you I, I think she's in a she she I'm I'm sure she's in a much better place I want to ask do you have any uh, dreams of your dad or your mom after they have um, they have left uh, very little uh, you know, maybe like once or twice, but it's it's not as vivid. I just, it just come and goes, and then I don't have that uh, deep memory of oh my gosh, my dream of this and that. And my siblings have shared like they've had dreams and they've they've had experiences of you know mm-hmm. my parents coming back to their dreams. But for me, I haven't had uh, many of those. I I think it just goes to show that Elliot, you're gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it wasn't always that easy, right? Right after my mom died, it's like it was. Yeah. I had very dark days, right? But tell now us, I've I've come tell to us. appreciate, right? Yeah, I, I struggled, and I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I just tell, felt tell like, us how does a man go through grief the unspoken way? Tell us. <laughs> I I didn't want to talk to anybody. I kept it in, and I kept everything bottled in, and I realized, oh my gosh, this isn't working for me because. I have no one to talk to. So I went and I saw a counselor, right? I, I went to seek ther- therapy and I'm not ashamed to say that, right? Because I needed to talk to someone and, and having that uh, bereavement talk with a therapist was helped me to where I am now. I'm like, oh, yes, I appreciate the stuff that she did. I honor my mom for what she did. Yes, she has passed and, you know, I, I am sad, I, you know, but I'm not going to say, I'm not gonna let that hold me down because here I am. I need to honor my mom and dad. I need to keep that legacy going. I need to have that momentum and keep it moving forward. Cause then I want to pass that upon to my kids and pass that upon to my grandkids and keep that that momentum going. 
Yeah, I just want to ask a very um, uh, question that you know um, that I want to ask um, for for a man, you know, um, uh, because I can sense that it still kind of hurt you um, when you think through. Because we're human, right? We're still in this flesh and blood. We're still in this physical world. Um, does it become kind of easier as time goes by, or that? When you think about that, it still hits you like, like before. Um, you're talking about like my mom's passing. Whatever memories, yeah, about your mom, oh, okay. your dad, yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard to talk about as a as a man, right? Because it's un it's unwritten rule that oh, we can't men can't be sensitive yeah. or vulnerable or soft, right? Yes. But it's like men have That's emotions. So wrong. Men have <laughs> feelings that they need of to let course. out as well, right? <laughs> So, uh, you know, I, and I want to role model that for my kids. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. have a son, you know, he's 12 and I want to, and he's like, Dad, and I keep reminding him, it's like, hey, it's okay to cry. It's okay yeah. if you cry. It's okay yeah. to show that type of emotion. When you cry, that just means that you care, right? You care yeah. about whatever is uh, loss or, or happy times. Even when you cry, when it's happy, right? So it's like, it's okay to cry and it's okay to show those types of emotions. Yeah, and because you know, um, you know, I, I want you to know. I want you to also share with us um, what you have learned. Uh, maybe share with us like two things that you you have done. Of course, one thing you talked about the bereavement talk. I, I want to know um, how does a man come back from difficult um, situation like that? Um, bereavement. Um, how long did it take? Because you, you told me you went for talks and how long did you take? Can you detail us this journey like in phase one, phase two or phase three? Is there something like that that you can actually track like you're getting better, etc. And what what's besides the bereavement talk, is there any concrete things that you've done to actually help yourself? Uh, phase one was just shock, right? Still being in shock of like my mom passing away and not yeah. knowing how that will um, affect me and my siblings because right? I like again because like, there wasn't a, any note there wasn't any hint before, before no that. yeah mm -hmm. um, and then phase two I guess would be the sadness part and the dark days I was in that like a dark black hole uh, probably like three months like it was very dark even my wife couldn't help me get out of it because I didn't about this about dark place this right it's like I was in a hole, in a deep dark hole, and I couldn't climb my way out, couldn't find my mind. way out. Yeah, like I How did just, you exist? How did you exist? Um, I, like I didn't exist, right? I, I, like I was just on this earth with nothing going on. Like I was just sleepwalking my way through life and, and just kind of whatever happens, happens, right? The randomness by chance, just whatever happened, happened. I just, okay, whatever. And just was fine with it. regardless if it was positive, negative, good, bad, just like let things be. Um, and then following that was, I started talking about it more and expressing saying, like my friends, my close friends say, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm in this deep dark hole and I don't know they could see that in you. They could see that in you. Yeah, they could see that. And I started expressing that. And then I started getting, oh, don't worry, you'll be fine. Oh, if you need anything, let us know. And then I started getting that kind of encouragement from family and yeah. friends. Yeah. And then and that's what when I started. And what made you 
reach out to a therapist. You know, from I, I didn't want to because I was shameful of it, right? And it's like I don't want to talk about my feelings yeah. and with the urging of my wife and just saying, "Hey, just go try it, right? Just yeah. do it, just do it, and, and see what happens." And then with the first time, I was like, "Okay, this isn't too bad." When the second time I was like, "Oh, this is getting better," you know, the third and fourth time, I'm like, "Oh, I'm starting to see that the blessings in this, the uh, appreciation that I have." You know, for my mom, of course. You know, the passing is still sad, and you know, I still struggle with that. But it's like, okay, how can I honor her moving forward? How can I make sure that my mom and dad's legacy lives on? Okay, so that's what continues to me. That's what keeps me going and moving forward. Um. So this curve about phase one, phase two. The 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 shock, then the pain, the dark place, and then the starting. The next phase was the therapy.、Um, at which point in time you felt that you were out of of that dark place after the therapy was completed? At at what point that you felt like I'm okay? Yeah, even after at the end of the therapy, I started seeing that more, but I didn't see that totally. So maybe like a month or two after the therapy, and then I started getting gaining that moment momentum and and building upon. Oh, how can I honor them? Right, and、I、started asking myself those types of questions, and how can I keep this moving? So it was a good, you know, six seven months before, you know, after my mom's passed me, before any of this started picking up traction and 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 have some kind of movement. Yeah, and and um, how did you uh, kind of like okay. I will. I will really just. How did you like go back to that normalcy? So it was like seven months after you couldn't just like immediately gone back to normalcy. Like, like laugh with your friends. Like you know, it's it's hard to、mm-hmm. to get that back, right? I mean, it, it's such a big part of you that just kind of like gone like buried together. You know, a big part of you is being torn out, I, and I know how I, I could feel it. You know, a big part of you is being torn.、Um, yeah. You know, the heart is broken, and we're really talking about the brokenness inside.、Mm-hmm. So, at what point in time you felt that hey, I can, I can look back at my career. I'm gonna do this with my life, and that kind of like take precedence again instead of like grieving over your family. You know, there's a lot of things in play now, right? Yes. Ah,、uh, one one big thing that helped was you know my siblings and I we had a family meeting and say, hey. And showing that appreciation. What did you honor about mom? What did you appreciate about mom? Right, and having that, and then also having a conversation about the piece of, hey, mom was the one who held this family together. We could go either one or two ways, right? We could the family is going to break apart, everybody does their own thing, or we could stick together and continue this of、uh, togetherness of being uh, being a family still. And we all decided, hey, let's stay together. Let's stick together. Let's still have these moments. Because this is what mom would have done when she was here, right? She would have held the family together. She would have said, "Oh, we're having a family gathering, holidays." You know, especially this year, right? A little harder with the pandemic, but having those family gatherings and keeping that still going instead of, "Oh, mom was the glue, mom was the rock. She's now longer here. Now everybody just goes their own way." So we we made that conscious decision and with that intention of, let's stay together. Let's have those keep these family gatherings going. Well, that was a significant event. Of、Very、intervention,、so. tell us、yes. how did this happen? Someone must have wanted to call for this meeting, this very important like conference. 
you know, I, I would like to take credit for it, but I don't know if I can. <laughs> right? I, I don't know how that happened. I, I don't recall like one particular person saying, hey, let's have this gathering, right? But I just remember us getting together and saying, if this is what we want to do, this is what we want to continue, then we must keep this together and keep this moving. Or else we, we will go our separate ways and and do our own things and then have our own little family gatherings only without the, you know, without the cousins and um, the siblings together. Wow. I mean, I just want to salute you, but I think we should salute your dad and your mom. Yes. Um, and they are the heroes. Let's salute them. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I, I, I would like to say that um, my, my words sound um, superficial and I think um, whatever words that we use, we, we can't go, go into the life of people that have passed before us, who have walked the road. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine they paved the way, they opened the door and they yeah. really like paved that and they kind of like cut through the jungle and let you walk. Yes. I, I can't imagine that. You know, you your story kind of like make me, before, I, before my tears drop, I think I'm going to say goodbye to you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I really want to thank you so much, Elliot. Um, I, I, I'm so emotional about this. It's like, whew, whew. You know, Elliot, I, I would like you to, to, to um, uh, say something for the next 30 seconds. You are two days or three days away from 2020. What's your conclusion, concluding, message for the next 30 seconds uh, about about your 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 story that you've told us um, and uh, and also moving forward for your life for your life of your family um, yeah tell us you know Vicky just what you shared about there right it's about attaching yourself to people who have paved the way right because you want that smooth road yeah. you know do you want to go on your own and, wow. and find a search list on your own and, and go through rough terrain or do you want to attach yourself to people who've done it before and have that smooth paid for you and say hey come and join me because this is going to be smooth a smooth road less bumpy there might be still be bumps but be less bumpy for you right and that's why i do what i do as a coach right now so to okay hey let's get there faster i could show you ways to get there faster let's get there faster because let's cut off that time because we don't know how much time we have on on this earth right and and let's cut out that time and so that you can get to whatever success means for you, whatever that happiness or joy means for you, right? Let's let's find a, yeah. let's find those habits to get there. Yeah, and you're a high performance coach, right? Tell us what, what do you do? What does a high performance coach do? And what is the result you're trying to, to, to get, to get the people to get to? <laughs> yeah, as a high performance coach, people are like, oh my gosh, what is a high performance coach? I was like, <laughs> high performance coach is someone who's gonna help guide you to get to those high levels of performance and stay there over the long term right? it's not overnight success yeah sustain right it's not overnight success it's like oh because we hear stories about people who are who are crushing in their careers and like making like millions of dollars and but working 80 hour work weeks and not having healthy relationships yeah and if it's not sustainable you can just yeah Correct, right? So high performance is all about what are those habits that you could put in place? We already have it, we already know it, but what are those habits that you could put in place so that you can continue this over the long term? And so I just enjoy working with people and when, it, it's very simple, I, I, it's not complex. I don't work on like, oh, you need to do this and that and this and that, no, it's very simple. And when people like get that that thought or that, that habit, like, oh my gosh, 
I knew that, but I just didn't know to do that. Right? And one story I want to share is like, I worked with a client and she wanted to read more during it because she enjoyed reading, but she's like, I don't have time. I was like, how did you remember to come on this call with me today? Oh, it was on my calendar. It's <laughs> like, okay, it's, do you think reading can be something that you can put in your calendar? Oh yes, I didn't know that. Like, so she started calendaring in reading time and, and she did that and she's like, oh my gosh, what a game changer. I didn't know I had that time. But once I put it on my schedule, I have the time now. Yeah. I said, yes. Wow. <laughs> right? We're all given 24 hours a day. Yeah, that's something that's simple, that right? Yes, yeah. right. That means we can't achieve high performance if we do oh, make totally. changes, you know? Yeah. Um, thank you, Elliot. Um, you know, I, I want to um, hope to check in with you and your family 2021. And then uh, give me the links of your uh project or your business below so that people who need high performance I think we all need this after during this prolonged lockdown I think there's no performance all of us (laughs) yes I just want to I just want to wish everyone a proper 2021 right and and we've all gone through this together and this pandemic is something that we've all gone through and I just want to wish everyone a uh a well and safe and, and healthy 2021 and very prosperous 2021 as we move on to this next year. You know, I, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, you have shared um, so generously um, the story of, uh, you know, your family, um, even in that little nugget that we feel that we don't give them the, the, the right, um, you know, the right proper respect, but with very little um, nuggets that you have shared with us um, that's, which, which holds so much immense um, uh, a life in it um, I just want to thank you it, 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 I, I believe people who are listening in um, they would uh, know what to pick up from what you have said I picked up something from what you have said I think um, staying together um, families um, together um, and I've learned so much from you. Um, you know, I, I have, and I'm not going to say more because it's going to, you know. <laughs> thank you. I yeah, appreciate that. You. Yeah. And you know, I, I just want to thank you, and I want to, to, to tell you that um, it's, it's a good thing what you have done today for us. It is a good thing. Oh, thank you, Vicky. I honor you for your time. I honor you for allowing me to come on your platform to share uh, my story and share with your audience about, you know, that yes, you can be who you are and, and just continue to show up as your truest self and your best self and just continue with that. And, and that's good enough. Thank you so much, Elliot. Um, I will check in with you and I will invite you as my guest uh, in my private uh, Facebook where all my uh, guests um, uh, are connected. Thank you so much, Elliot. We will continue our conversation um, in the next episode in 2021. Thank you and send my, my, my warmest regards to your wife and your children and all the wonderful uh, uh, safety, protection and love from this part of the world. Thank oh, you. Thank you, Vicky. Thank you. I appreciate it.